Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, or you're listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. I don't know why that's doing that. Move. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today as the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Friends. Hello, Happy Ashley Pickle. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, indeed. Today is Monday, August 15th, 2022. 101 days till Thanksgiving. Happy 33rd birthday to Boban Marjanovic. Yeah. Episode 1435. On today's show, friends, we've got headlines from across the state, including we'll get you caught up on one of the more kind of controversial Texas high school football topics of the past couple of weeks. And uh, it's ranking season in Texas high, or in college football. Uh, and so we'll talk a little bit about that. And then back half of the show, uh, we had the annual State of the Vipers address with uh, Austin Vandegrift head coach, Drew Sanders, the winningest coach in Vandegrift history. Uh, we talked with him. Uh, we'll hear from him coming up here at the back half of the program. So a lot to get to here on this here Monday extravaganza. Let's start with some headlines from across the state. Um, there are a few different things going on, One, not all of them good. Let's talk a little bit about some injuries that have come down, uh, some, some pretty significant ones that have reportedly come down uh, for the Texas Longhorns. They had a scrimmage of some kind. I want to say, yeah, it's practice scrimmage, whatever it was. They had a they they were they were playing football this weekend, and this weekend uh, did not go great for Texas on the injury front, uh, as apparently there are multiple reports saying that uh, junior wide receiver Isaiah Nayer and senior offensive lineman Junior Angelau. So it's a senior whose name is Junior, mm-hmm. but Junior Angelau uh, have su- both suffered season-ending knee injuries. Oh, yeah. Over the over the weekend, um, Nair was supposed to be basically the number two receiver for Texas. Yep. Um, Xavier Worthy is going to be the one, and then he was going to kind of be opposite him. Um, so now Jordan Whittington probably going to have to step up even further. Mm-hmm. Guys like Savion Red and 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 Brennan Thompson, uh, you know Troy o- Omieri. Uh, you know they, there was also a um, there was the kid from uh, 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 Ant. Angier, I forget his name, Trent, the transfer from Alabama. Um, oh, but he's yeah, been yeah, suspended yeah. right now. Um, he was, he was uh, Texas wide receiver suspended. Um, They've got like what? Yeah. Two Alabama guys? It was, I'm three. sorry, 
AGA Hall was suspended. Uh, we don't really know what's going on there. Oh, it says he did $600 in damage to a vehicle boot and was arrested by an officer. So he basically his um his he was car charged got with booted. his car got booted and he tried to rip it off the car and uh, and he got charged with criminal mischief. So he has been um, that's a heck of a charge, suspended. man. <laughs> It's very, it's a very, it's a very Austin thing to do. Yeah, uh, very Austin thing to happen. I was gonna say that's just a college thing so been, anywhere. <laughs> so he's been suspended indefinitely. You know, I would imagine he's not gonna be out all that long for right. something like that. But you never know. Um, so the receiver position takes a big blow. The other, the other tough part is the the injury to uh, Junior Angelo. This is a guy who was a fifth year starter, thirty four starts to his name. Um, got you know he he was supposed to start there at left guard essentially. Uh, it looks like it'll probably be freshman Devin Campbell or Cole Hudson to take over there at guard. Um, this is uh, obviously pretty tough news there for Texas. They did not have a great weekend uh, there. Speaking staying in the college football ranks, there were a couple of, uh, we've got some, some rankings out. Rankings, rankings out. We're going to start with the one that came out last week, which is the coaches poll, the USA Today coaches poll. And four in-state teams were ranked in the coaches poll to start the year. Uh, Baylor, I'm sorry, Texas A&M came in at 7. Baylor came in at 10. Texas came in at 18. And Houston came in at 25. Hmm. That's the the coaches poll. In fact, Texas did get a first place vote, believe it or not. Yeah, something, okay, who were, was that a misfire or was someone trolling? I don't know. If you think they're the best team in the country, then you rank them number one. If you're a coach. But remember, that's the coaches poll. (laughs) It's a coach pool. It's all 130 FBS teams that that submit their coach. Was that it Sark? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that is so. That is private, from what I understand. Uh-huh. Uh, you can't necessarily tell, but yes, they did. Anyway, that's the uh, that's the coaches poll. The AP poll just came out moments ago, and the AP poll is a little bit different. Just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas A&M was seven in the, in the coaches poll. They're six in the AP poll. Okay, one spot. Baylor was ten in the coaches poll. 10 in the okay. uh, in, in spot, there. On. So, spot on. Houston was 25 in the uh, coaches poll, mm-hmm. 24 in the AP poll. Okay. Okay. Texas 18th in the in the coaches poll unranked Ooh. in the AP poll. Ooh. Unranked. They are de facto 27 if you go to the also receiving uh-huh. votes in account. They are de facto 27. Oof. Um but uh but yeah, they are behind uh BYU grabs 25th spot. Tennessee at 26, 26, mm-hmm. and then Texas at 27. So apparently that first place ranking in the coaches poll uh, pulled some weight there. <laughs> it, um, so yeah, and I was going to say. It bumped up their numbers. <laughs> very interesting. Uh, so so some, some significant movement there uh, in, in the, the, uh, the rankings there. So um, that's, that's the latest rankings. Let's talk a little bit. There have been some... Um, there have been some other, you know, news and notes. We, we talked a little bit about, or if you've listened to Republic of Football, they talk a little bit about SMU with their uh, 30 to the Boulevard Collective that's going to give all their players $32,000. That's mm-hmm. kind of in resp- after Texas Tech said they were going to give all their players $25,000. That's going on. Of course, listen to Republic of Football for, for more on that. I do want to get into this because we haven't actually... Also, Tanner Mordecai was named the starting quarterback, by the way, yeah. at SMU, if you're interested that's, in that. That's not, yeah. Not super not surprising. surprising, but there was an actual race sure. to get there. Sure, absolutely. Um, and so, then let's get to this. And this was a story that came out um, last or uh, a, couple, a couple weeks ago, but we haven't been able to tackle it. We haven't had an opportunity. And it concerns the Alto Yellow Jackets. Um, so Alto, mm-hmm. uh, here's, here's the full story as I understand it, because it's play part of it has certainly played out, uh, in public. Uh, 
Um, Alto uh, is a team that that when realignment came out in February, mm-hmm. they were slotted into um, to a District 11, 2A, Division 2. Yep. District 11, 2A, Division 2, an enrollment of 163 teams there with the Tenahas, the Price Carlisles, the Cushings of the world. 163 students. 163 students, I should say. <laughs> I was like, 163-team district, that's, no. uh, that's news to me. <laughs> 163 students in, 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 in Alto High School. Mm-hmm. They're placed in 11-2A Division Two, And we have them finishing third. We uh-huh. have them ranked third in that district. Uh, a playoff team uh, are the Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets, and by the way, they have a they have a their their uh, their third coach in three seasons, Brock Grigsby, who is most recently the offensive coordinator at center. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Call him a sleeper, maybe in Region Three. Sounds good. So, there was big news a couple weeks ago when Alto was ruled by the state UIL executive state executive committee that they would be ineligible mm-hmm. for any district wide awards. I think is the way they phrase it mm-hmm. in um for the twenty twenty two season. That functionally mean what that really means is that they are going to be ineligible to make the playoffs yes. in 2022. And the reason is that they ruled that the school turned in an incorrect enrollment mm-hmm. number. By, I believe, three kids? So here's here's what I understand happened, and this is on the record in a public meeting. You can go watch it on the mm-hmm. UIL website if you will. From what I understand, there was, they had three students that enrolled prior to Snapshot Day. Mm-hmm. And... Somebody at Alto goosed the numbers and said, you know what, what if we backdate their enrollment to November 2nd Mm -hmm. after Snapshot Day? So basically, they won't count in our Snapshot. They were apparently, these three students were apparently on on campus uh, taking classes before Snapshot Day, Mm -hmm. but we said, but they fudged the paperwork and said, oh, no, 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 they enrolled on November 2nd. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't do it. And, and perhaps you're thinking, why does that matter? Why? Who cares about three kids? Mm-hmm. The reason is, with an enrollment of 163, they're a 2A Division II team. Mm-hmm. The cutoff is 164 and a half. Which means that the three kids would push them over that. And it would have pushed them Division to a Division I. One, and so the 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 word is so so basically the UIL looked at that and said, "All right, the punishment for that mm-hmm. is that you are ineligible for the playoffs." And I believe it's for the next two years, correct? So we'll get into that. Okay, I, I do want to I do want to address that because that that is that is going around. I think it's it for is, the, this it, realignment it period. It could be. We'll, okay. we'll, I'll explain. I want to start with this: that there's been people who have said, "Well, that's that's." super harsh punishment you're punishing the kids for the mistakes of the, of the, of the adults mm-hmm. which is a hundred percent true yeah that's a hundred percent true that is happening the, the the players are being punished for something that the adults did mm-hmm. which stinks especially for the senior juniors and seniors from the uil perspective mm-hmm. you have to think of it in the way in the sense of this is as close to a cardinal sin as mm-hmm. you can do simply because the realignment process works on the system of trust mm-hmm. that everyone has to turn in their numbers accurately because it's all an interlocking thing because the teams that are getting screwed here are the teams that 
Otherwise, there would have been one or two teams that would have been 2A Division II mm -hmm. if Alto had turned in a number. It's not just about Alto. It's how they fit into the entire yep. realignment ecosystem. Okay? And so, and, and so to your point about, you, you've, you know, is it for the next two years? Mm -hmm. They are ineligible, un, undoubtedly ineligible for 2022. Mm -hmm. In 2023... They would be eligible for the 2A Division One playoffs if they were to be if they were to compete in 2A Division One, but there's only one path for that to happen, mm -hmm. and that is everyone in their current district must agree to release them from the district, mm -hmm. and everyone in the district they want to join has to agree to take them on. Mm -hmm. It has to be unanimous. On both sides, that if they want to go from I don't I'm not looking at it right now. Let's say they want to go from District 11 to A Division Two to District 11 to A Division One. Mm -hmm. Every school in both those districts would have to say yes, we're good with that. And at that which point, then they could compete. Highly unlikely to me. It, it seems like there could be some flies in the ointment. Mm -hmm. And team, uh, well, only one team has to say, I don't want to travel that far. No, I don't want to add these teams. No, mm -hmm. this team, no, I don't want to do that. Well, and the other thing is, is people are going, oh, well, when you say that it takes away from the kids, like we said, that's 100% right. But you also have to think of it in the aspect of if they were to just turn a blind eye to this and say, oh, well, Alto's mm -hmm. third in their district, you know, it really won't have that much of an effect. Then what's stopping perennial powerhouse programs from doing that? So this it's kind of like if you if you yeah. don't get them in trouble right now, then you've lost all. It's like when a ref loses control of a game. Almost. In, in many respects, in many respects, like this is more or less just laid out in the UIL constitution. Mm -hmm. Like this is the penalty for doing that. Yep. And it really, it's it like your one job throughout the year to not mess this up. <laughs> and it exists. It is. It, I think in my opinion, this is now me editorializing. Mm -hmm. I agree. It is harsh. I think that it is intentionally so mm -hmm. to be a deterrent from doing this for schools doing, it. because if you don't, punish the people that are doing it right now then it's going to turn into a madhouse Correct. of people doing this and saying well we didn't get they didn't get in trouble for doing it so how why do we get in trouble right. for doing it and so there was it was a whole thing they had the superintendent and the super i mean look that the or i, I want to say the superintendent they, they copped to it and they said yes that's exactly what happened mm -hmm. uh, apparently there was some sort of there was you know the, the person who, who had done it has been fired and things like that and they more or less threw themselves at the mercy of the uil and the uil said we basically don't have a choice mm -hmm. like you've you've done this uh, you've essentially like sullied the entire realignment process. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, this is the only punishment we can take. So uh, Alto will miss the playoffs for the th just the second time since 2003 and just the third time since 1991 as a result of this. It's an unfortunate situation. Mm -hmm. I think everybody Especially agrees. Especially for the kids. I think everybody agrees it's an unfortunate situation. It is uh, sadly just the way that things are and the There's way that things have to be. There's some rules that you can't There's, break. That is, that is <laughs> right. That is, it's as close to a cardinal sin as, as you can get. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, Alto found out the hard way. Alto will not be in the playoffs for 2022. 2023 remains to be seen. Anyway, there are some headlines from across the state of Texas. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, two magazines and a year's worth of exclusive online content, including the 6A preview of Tep and Step. More than an hour and a half 
on Tep and Step Goodness. on Class 6A. <laughs> if you want to get into that, get that in your life, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Let me tell you a little bit about our friends at Athletes to Athletes. Every player wants to play, uh, wants to achieve, well, how's that thing start? Hold on, I've only read 100 times. <laughs> okay, we're going to... Yeah, I'll try again. <laughs> and three. Uh, three. See, two. the problem is too, many, too much time has passed since you sent this to me. Every One. high school athlete wants to play <laughs> on the big stage, and every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics or location? coaching style, financial aid. There's so many different factors that should be considered when selecting a college program outside of just on-field performance. Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. It's got checklists, it's got key strategies, do's and don'ts, much more. This is a 22-page guide that covers everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting. And, uh, and, and here's the best part. For a limited time, Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide for free to our audience. All you've got to do is go to athletestoathletes.com slash Dave Campbell to download the free college recruiting guide. That's athletestoathletes.com slash Dave Campbell. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Football season's right around the corner next week, believe it or not. Yeah. And uh, so we're getting ready for the season. One uh, program that is no stranger to deep playoff runs, the Austin Vandegrift Vipers. Uh, we had our annual conversation with Drew Sanders, the State of the Vipers address at THSEA Coaching School, as we mentioned. Here's my conversation with Austin Vandegrift head coach Drew Sanders here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention in San Antonio here with our annual State of the Vipers address with the head coach of the Vandergriff Vipers. It's Coach Drew Sanders. Boy, Go we, Vipers. Boy, we've been doing this. This has got to be like the sixth time we've done yeah, this. Yes, it's been a while. Like it's just like it's been a, it's been a while. Probably we've, since we've been in 6A, I think. We've been absolutely, at least then. I mean, I mean, I just I just remember essentially like every every year it's like put on your schedule it's like you know drew sanders gonna stop by and we'll got to we'll we'll whip him for for 10 minutes um okay let's go back to uh 2021 which i have to imagine is a good topic for you i mean a run to the regional finals um and a really i would say a, not that you guys haven't had great years before but a real breakout year for you for your program uh at the 6a level i'm interested now that we've had time elapse 
when you look back on that 2021 season, how do you assess what you guys were able to do? You know, it's, it's great to be able to make it to the fourth round in the 6A. I mean, that's the thing that people that haven't coached in every, every A is different, but I've coached in 4A all the way to mm -hmm. 6A. And it's like once you get to the playoffs, it's a whole other animal. The depth of people's O-lines and D-lines, and then almost everybody, I'd say everybody has at least two Division One guys on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, it's very difficult to advance. So I'm pleased to be able to get to the fourth round. That's the second year in a row we've been able to do that. Um, and so I'm pleased with that. And, you know, that's four years in a row we've had double-digit wins. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's hard to do in, in six. Really, any, any A. It, yeah, any, you know, you're talking about you're talking about 10-plus wins four years in a row. That's a class that doesn't take long to call a roll. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's impressive. Um, do you – there are programs where that would be enough and that everybody in the program would say – Guys, mission accomplished, mm -hmm. thumbs up. Do you get the feeling, do you get the vibe within the program that they are of the belief that there's another step to take and that and that this is this, they're not satisfied, basically? Yeah, for sure. You know, we've got a great bunch of kids, start, starting with our quarterback, Braden, who yeah. we, I, I did his home visit the other day. We go into every one of our players' homes before the season mm. um, and was sitting with his parents, and, and, you know, he set a goal. He's like, I want to make it to the semifinals, and we'll reset the goal. You know, I think we're, our kids are realistic, but they also have big dreams. And, yeah. like, they understand how hard it is. Everybody says state champ, state champ. It's hard to win a state title. So why don't we set for let's get to the mm -hmm. fifth round as a 6A program, and then we'll kind of reset and go from there, you yeah. know. Um, and so, yeah, I do think it's realistic, and I do think that people are wanting to, to go further. Well, and you mentioned Brady Buchanan, and here's a guy who – last year was just spectacular for you yeah. and and coming back in his senior year um a guy who i think has really taken a step in his development uh you're the guy you know the film's impressive and the numbers are impressive but you're the guy who sees him in the locker room in the weight room and in, in, in the classroom what is it about him that 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 sets him apart because you've got good quarterbacks in the past i have and you've been blessed with good quarterbacks feels like it plucked another one off the tree <laughs> yeah you know Braden uh, we've known Braden since he was in eighth grade you know and he committed as a uh, as a ninth grader to play uh, college baseball at Baylor yeah. you know so I mean we've known he was a special athlete the entire time played on uh, varsity as a sophomore as a fullback and did whatever we needed him to do I think Braden's improvement has been tremendous you know I think he threw for I don't know 40 touchdowns or something crazy last year um, his accuracy has gone off the charts where when he doesn't throw a good pass, we're kind of like, is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I'm not taking that for granted for sure because we've had years where that hasn't been the case, you know. Um, he's been tremendous, but his leadership has been just next level. You know, I've had great, great leaders before him. You know, Drew Dawson's another guy that mm -hmm. came through, and I, crap, I think Drew lost two games his entire um, varsity yeah. career in two years. And, and so, um, and then he just picked right back up as a great leader like Drew was and, and on top of that he's a really big kid and so he can run the ball well and so we're excited about using that obviously in key moments key situations because we got to you know make sure he's healthy too but his leadership has taken next level well the other guy who's going to help with all that especially you know talk short yardage and keeping your boy clean um you've got an absolute war daddy up front in Ian Reed this kid is a He's a monster. Yeah. Like his his I I flip on his tape and he's just he's just picking people and throwing them across the field. It's a it is a it is a shocking film to put on sometimes. He's this guy's this guy's unbelievable. Yeah. Every, all the college coaches thought yeah. that too, you know. He had everybody coming through. Um I've never been more popular in my life, you know, as a coach. <laughs> um but 
you know, he committed to Clemson. Uh-huh. And so was one to play for Dabo. And, and uh, that was kind of cool to get a text from Dabo. He was excited about him. So that was neat. Um, but, you know, Ian is 6'6", legit 6'6", legitimate over 300 pounds and can move. He, you know, he played play basketball. And you're not going to believe this, but he plays rugby. His dad's a rugby coach. Oh, my He carries God. the ball. He carries the ball. So can you imagine how many kids' lives he ends every Saturday Jeez. when he carries the ball? Now, okay, then that brings up another question. Short yardage back Ian Reed. You know what? <laughs> I hope Ian is not watching this because he would be like, yes, let's do it. So, you know what, we'll talk to Coach Mauser. He's pretty critical. Um, we maybe have a trick play where we might throw him the ball. So we'll yes. see what that looks like. Um, you know, and then we've got uh, another – I don't know if you know this, but it happened pretty recently. But we got another tackle that's been offered, Division One, a guy named Blake Frazier, is just a junior. He just got offered by uh, Michigan, Texas A&M, and oh, a wow. couple other schools. So he's six five, um, and about two seventy. And his dad played at Michigan, so um, we're excited. So our tackles will be as big as anybody in the state. Yeah, you're you're, you're in good shape there, defensively. A um, couple guys back who are really important to to to, to your your defense. Um, you know. Over the course of last season, it felt like maybe up until you ran into one of the greatest high school football teams we've ever seen, the defense really <laughs> led the way. Um, how, how are we feeling about our, our defense heading into Yeah, you know, um, if I take out the, the Westlake game, which a lot of people would take that game out, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we gave up not, about 12 not, points. Not fair. <laughs> no, no, no. They, Westlake was a different level last year, and hats off to them. Yeah. Um, and Coach Dodge, too. Uh, but, you know, we gave about 12, 13 points a game. Uh, in the 6-8 realm, I think that's pretty impressive, yeah. um, or even more impressive. So we were pleased with our defensive development. We, um, you know, we've got Alex Foster back, who was just going to be a junior. Uh, we've got Andrew Scott back, who was a safety that played really well for us, uh, we'll, and will do a great job. We've got Damian Wimberly back, who's picked up several offers, an SMU commit, um, so we're pleased with him. Uh, a Kind of a hard worker kind of, kind of guy, Oliver Yendo, is, is back. Um, and then we've got some key pieces. We'll have all three new linebackers in our, in our mm-hmm. broken stack we play. But um, they're all hitters, runners. We, we, feel, we feel good about it. We think we've got a good defensive tradition, so I hope these guys mm-hmm. will step up and do it. Finally, um, you know, you are, as we've mentioned many times before, you're the winningest coach in Vandergrift yes. history. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, it's ma- thank you. Know, that. Yeah, you're welcome for knowing <laughs> that. Um, you are the winningest coach in Vandergrift history. I want to know how the, um, how the funding for the – the Drew Sanders statue is going. Is it going well? Do we need to get the word out more? What do we do? We need to pass I the lo- hat. I love this idea. You we know, pass really, the hat. What's What's funny is okay. So I got three kiddos, and I got two older boys playing at UMHB. We talked mm-hmm. about that, and then I've got a little girl who's going now. She's going to be a ninth grader. When she was in about fourth grade, mm-hmm. um, they were building a staircase, you know, to make ingress egress to the field sure. better at yeah. Monroe Stadium. Uh-huh. So we're out and we're hanging out, and, and uh, um, Sadie's like, "What's that for?" And she's about fourth or fifth grade, and I said it was for my statue. And a couple other coaches were right there with us, and so they immediately <laughs> chipped right in. The bad part is, that's funny in itself. But the bad part is, is Sadie went to school bragging to her uh, uh-huh. <laughs> classmates about my statue. statue my and then when she found out, she, you know, that wasn't good. That wasn't true. So, yeah. you know what, maybe, okay. maybe in, you know, 20 years, 30 years, who knows. Right now, unfortunately... Maybe I should draw on some plans up. Yeah. Maybe that's where I should probably that's start. It. You get that, and then, like, because people have to visualize what they're yeah. giving to. You know <laughs> what I, just, I mean? I put it out to the school board. I put it out to my soup. And maybe I just send them an email with just send me a plan. This is what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, open, to, open to constructive yeah. criticism. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. I, don't, I, I like the idea. So, so 
I may send you. What, what I love it. I love it. It'll we'll, be my we'll rendering. Get, we'll get your <laughs> rendering of that. Um, yeah. Okay. So then overall, this is the end of the State of the Vipers uh, uh, address. Uh, is it fair to say the, the State of the Vipers is strong? It's it's strong. It okay. is strong. We've got a bunch of guys coming up from tip. We had actually all of our teams, one district, are, are tied for district. So we got a lot of talent coming up, too. We're excited. He's Drew Sanders, head coach, the winningest coach in Vandegrift history. Coach, appreciate your time, my friend. Appreciate it. Drew Sanders, the Austin Vandegrift head coach, winningest coach in Austin Vandegrift history. Join us here on the THSC Coaching School. we got high hopes for them. Yep. Um, in large part because they're going to go D2. Mm-hmm. Are they – let me see if I can do some quick math. Are they locked into D2? They are not. No. No, they could go D1. If Mainer, Cedar Park, Vista Ridge, and Round Rock McNeil, if two of those teams get in, then they would go D1. Now, we presently don't project that, and that would mean essentially like Cedar Ridge would have to miss miss the playoffs Mm -hmm. or like Round Rock would have have to miss the playoffs. Yeah, that doesn't seem likely. That That seems like... They would be, un- but you know, you never know. Yeah. If they go D two, I think they're a real threat, yes. like a real threat to win the region. Mm-hmm. So, um, keep an eye on Vandergrift. We always appreciate Drew Sanders' time, uh, and yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Austin Vandergrift head coach Drew Sanders for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please from Gear Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.